From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 552. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good. Good. I was saying to you before we started, I was feeling a little tired today, but I'm doing mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I, I'm glad you're doing good. This always manages to lift you up a little bit. Like oh, and I'm saying that from personal experience. You know, you could be, ha- you could be doing with you know bummer work. Like before we get on and do this, but it's always fun to get on here and talk about pens. And and what I was gonna say is like, is this turning into the erasable podcast? Because we have a lot of erasable uh, type follow up this week, Mike. Boy, <laughs> we sure do. do we. We got a lot of great follow up and uh, sent into us via the new feedback form, which is at penaddictfeedback.com. First come, and these are all uh, three of these, the three uh, pieces that we got, uh, all about pilot friction. So, use cases that people have of the pilot friction. Susan says, You're all saying you don't see a point in the friction pens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down, Susan. <laughs> Settle down. Let's just say, Susan paraphrased. <laughs> <laughs> more just like, you know, no. why this over anything else? I think we did have yeah. this conversation a bunch, right? No, right. I, I think I said I don't see a point in the friction pen for me. Mm. Well, but okay. I absolutely well, let's just say then, see a huge point in friction pens let's say then for that very Susan specific is, that, that's, reason. That's fair to what Susan's saying. Like, we don't see a point in them, right? Like, for, for us. For my personal uses, So yes. we don't know about the thing, for example, that Susan's about to tell us. Well, except introduced... I do. That's one of the hugest things about it. So, yes, I'm very aware of this. Well, we didn't talk about it, so we, we, <laughs> we didn't do our job very well. Susan <laughs> okay. says, they got introduced to me by my mom, who's a long-arm quilter. I don't know what that means, but I like, mm-hmm. the, I like the thought. It sounds awesome, though. Long, not short arm. Let's not be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in the quilting community use them to mark spots on fabric. They can then iron away those marks. Mm-hmm. I started using a friction pen because I'm a piping designer and I have to check drawings. Before this, uh, before this had always been done in red, blue, and green pencil, but I always hated these pencils. These pens allow for a nice crisp line mm-hmm. and erasure. Now I see most of my coworkers using them. That makes a lot of sense for text- mm-hmm. for textiles, right? That you can iron them off because we know that from the incredible notebook, putting these things in the microwave will get rid of it. Because <laughs> it's like it's just heat, right? It's just heat that yeah. gets rid of the ink. It's why the erasing works. It's creating friction, which creates heat, removes the Yeah. I think one of the very early comments I got on the friction, you know, over a decade ago was how useful these were for knitters and, you know, pattern makers and, you know, people who could, you know, mark down, you know, their work and in have a heat sensitive uh, ink to erase when they're going through that. So, yeah, this was uh, a huge hit with the knitting quilting community. Uh, right when they launched, it was one of the most popular uses. So absolutely great for that. Similarly, Lisa says, a unique use for the pilot friction is in the sewing community. Mm-hmm. The friction pen marks disappear under the heat of an iron, so indicating marks stay uh, clean, unlike chalk, until you're ready to remove them. The markers, my favorite, are also easier on fabric. Most sewing shops carry pilot friction pens because they are that useful to the sewing community. That was an interesting mm-hmm. part. Right, that like yeah. sewing shops have, have kind of like caught wind of this. Exactly, exactly. And one of the products we didn't mention when we were talking about the friction in general is they do make a marker tip I style. I didn't even right? know this. A more highlightery type of I had felt, no idea. felt looking tip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yep. I actually so it's great. That, that is a cooler product to me in general than mm-hmm. the kind of the gel ink pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So then, yeah, it's it's great. Garth says one pilot friction use case. My daughter is a committed violinist, and her teacher recommended a set of friction pens because they allow her to mark her sheet music with different colors for different types of notes, but also to erase a particular reminder when she no longer needs it. Planners and calendars are the obvious area that erasable pens are useful, but I imagine there are also dozens of niches like this where they really do work better than a pencil. And I think yeah, awesome. all of this counts to this idea of like. Why are these pens so popular? You know, I mean, you. I yeah. feel like I asked that question of like, look, I get the gimmick, right? But like, mm-hmm. how po- how needed is it? Like, you can just put a line through it and start again. These are areas where there is no ability to put a line through it. Like, you just then create more lines. So these are all areas that make a lot of sense for a pen that is easily erasable, right? And it's you know, we all know pens are better than pencils in general. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, this is a much better uh, option for a lot of these people. We yeah, can all no, agree I think, on that, I think right? It, Definitely. Excellent. Pins are better than pencils. This is no longer the erasable podcast because no. they would not have that take. Um, yeah, students, student usage of the friction is huge, you know, especially like in, in math, engineering, that type of thing. I get a lot of uh, feedback on that for, hey, friction is a good use case for math. I just, I get tired of using pencil. Pencil's always the same. And with the friction, you know, can get purple and teal and these, all these neat colors to do my math in. Oh, and have the ability to erase my work or change things that I need to change. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great for students. I haven't heard like the the sheet music aspect of it, but I think that's fantastic. Like I I love that. Any any type of note taking or annotation type of work yeah. that a pencil would normally do in the past, um, I think the friction is a a great option for. Um, the thing about like you and me is like I'm generally just writing, right? So like I will just if I want to use the friction, it's because I want to use you know like a nice gel ink pen, and I don't necessarily need the erasing, but I do get all of the wonderful reasons why uh why it's a, a popular pen yep so there you go there's your feedback all right good whether feedback brad, I, whether I brad likes it. it or not <laughs> oh goodness i know i love all the feedback i love I the feedback i love being held to held to task held to mm, task okay. um all right mike so this next link here we're going to talk about a few new products that crossed uh crossed my uh, desk this week well not physically but crossed my uh, screen if you will the first link is to a set of sailor cocktail series pens now unfortunately i can't deliver the joke i want because you have actually physically seen this but if i just pop this in here and show this to you today would you have said this is a new set of pens or this is an old set of pens brad genuinely i looked at these images i'm still not sure <laughs> that is a great I, answer. I, I can read what they are telling me, that this is a new cocktail set by Sailor around tequila. However, I feel like I've seen at least four of these before in their entirety. So I, I'm not sure if they're trying to play like a Jedi mind trick on me, to be mm. honest. We're on the same page in that there's one new looking pin in here. It's called Cyclamen. We'll have a link to the show notes in here, which is like a, a someone called it a strawberry lemonade. Um, and it's fantastic. Like it's easily the best looking, but is it the best looking because we've seen all of the other ones before, especially the orange. Oh my gosh. This orange color is in every single release they do. So this well, is a see, new, this is, they're calling this it is a Mexican screwdriver, right? Which I'm, I'm just <laughs> sure this is, and I don't understand. Is it, it just looks the same as the Tequila Sunrise one, mm-hmm. to my mm-hmm. memory. I'm sure there's some like different 
different layout of the finial or something. Like I called it in the show notes. This is if you went to Chat GPT, the AI creator, and said, Chat GPT, design a sailor pen in the style of the sailor cocktail series, this is the answer that okay. would have come up I just with. Found it would have spit this out, right? The Tequila Sunrise review that Susan did on the blog. Mm-hmm. And to my eyes, the difference is just the finials. Everything else looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's just the finial, like on this one orange one. Just the finials well, Mike, are different. You now have the option to buy it all over again. Oh, incredible. I do love tequila. Um, so yeah, this is actually, this is a new set to Makes actually to seal the deal on this. This is the cocktail exclusive. Shake it up this season again. I, I like that there's at least an, an again here. Five colorful tequila-based cocktails to choose from, which they've done tequila drinks before, but whatever. So we have, uh, I also enjoyed the naming of these mics. So we have Mexican Screwdriver. We have Cyclamen. Then we just get into Lavender Margarita blue margarita and then the <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on man and then the last the green one's called mockingbird it's like we could have just called them orange margarita pink margarita i mean lavender I've got, margarita, I will, i'm gonna take some serious margarita. umbrage here brad all right there <laughs> is me no or to this <laughs> there is no just margarita where's the margarita <laughs> version yeah right yeah we, we could have done something with the green one and at least you know but some mixture of the cyclamen and the mockingbird could have been margarita right yeah <laughs> uh, uh. I. <sighs> they're nice colors, right? Like they look that's nice. The they're attractive. Like it's fine. That's literally what I was getting into. These are awesome looking, right? Yeah. I mean, they look great. They just don't like, have to make I it look such a thing. Don't make it such yeah. a thing. It doesn't need to be a thing. It's fine. <laughs> I literally, like you, had to go decipher if this was new or old. I really did. I yeah. was like, I'm pretty sure the Cyclamen is giving it away that it's new, but all of these other ones, I'm like. Oh. Okay, sailor. I see this you, just, sailor. It's just this like, just come like on. to me really like speaks to that idea that someone just goes down to the basement mm-hmm. and just like oh gets this part and this part and this part and just puts them together. <laughs> like th- this uh, this isn't particularly no, it's not. It isn't exciting to me, and this isn't particularly creative. I feel like. Um, just doing now like a different cocktail, a different like alcohol base for all of your cocktails. It's like, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. fine, whatever. <laughs> so what's, okay, so in, in that vein, what's next? So they've done gin recently, tequila. They can't really do much with vodka. <sighs> well, they do vodka and they're all demonstrators. They do whiskey <laughs> and they're all brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? like I'm trying to figure out like what else they could do here. They've done like all the... um like the tropical type of cocktails. Yeah, I don't know. It'll probably just be... They'll probably just do um, the the Hall of Fame cocktail series to bring back the yeah. five most popular of the five previous cocktail series ones and just sell them all again. I think that's I think that's the move next, Sailor. I think that's your move, is just bring back the Hall of Fame cocktail series. So there you go. All right, are we ready f- to play Brad Becomes a Hypocrite? Yeah, I've <laughs> seen this in the show notes. It says Brad Becomes a Hypocrite. And there's mm-hmm. a link to an Instagram image. And I've looked at the image. I've read those words. <laughs> and I, as of yet, cannot work out where this is going. Um. Okay. So I found this link in my Instagram feed from Ink House Hong Kong. And it is a, for everything that I can find, 
This is a store exclusive to Ink House, which is a shop in Hong Kong of a Brad, matte green. Brad, can I just interrupt you for one moment? Of course. Just because it will tie into our previous conversation before we go on the next one. So I've mm-hmm. opened this uh, image here, like, mm-hmm. and it's got suggested posts from Ink House Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And there is a sailor pen here, which is mm-hmm. stunning. It's stunning. <laughs> it's part of their four-season the series. One. It's called Snowy mm-hmm. Flurry. And it mm-hmm. is just a blue demonstrator with white, like a white finial, silver furniture, and it's got snowflakes printed all over the body. It's a yeah. good-looking pen. Yeah, so this this shop gets a lot of those store exclusives. Yeah, they get to work with a lot with of the manufacturers. They got the yeah. Pokemon stuff. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they're a big enough deal to get their own Lamy Safari, right? Their own in-house Lamy Safari. As best as I can tell, this is not any type of universal release outside of in-house Hong Kong, which yep. we've talked in, like a month ago, like Atoya, like the biggest stationary retailer in Japan, has their own all-star, right? Like it, it was this very neat-looking uh, item but this just popped up it's a matte green Lamy safari and i i mean like i want it i love it okay and it makes me a complete hypocrite about everything i just said about the sailor cocktails is like this has been done like a thousand times before it's like two shades of green different than the savannah green that they just released two years ago let me tell you black trim and everything this is different to what we were just talking about okay they have just called this the matte green Lamy safari they're not making a big thing out of it <laughs> right? It's not like Lamy Safari Matcha Green Series. And <laughs> here's all the different matcha desserts that we're emulating. You know what I mean? Like, I'd I be kinda, down for that too. Yeah, but but <laughs> then if they do it one time, like, ooh, but then they're like, and right. here's the Yuzu Series. Like, you know, it would just be mm-hmm. like that. I think that's the issue with the Sailor cocktail thing. If just like... Mm-hmm. Well, we're just doing greatest hits now. Like, what is going on? Like, right. you, you know, and but this Lamy Safari, it's like, well, we expect colors in the same way that we expect mm-hmm. colors from Sailor. But like mm-hmm. here, like like the snowy one that I just showed you, that feels to me right. more like the kind of thing I want to see and expect to see. And you get it, like the North America exclusives, you know, they'll do one every few months. And it's like, like you know, like the Habanero one or whatever right. it was called. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, this is fun and interesting. And it's yeah, different. Which I happily own, so not to be a complete And you're going here. down like a creative route with it. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about that. And like, you know, like obviously those cocktail ones are not for us, right? They have been right. obviously been very successful for them, so they keep doing them. But we still can just take a critical eye on the product offering and be like, this is mm-hmm. not exciting where this matte green safari it's kind of like well this is what we expect there's here's the one pen they do these colors every now and again it's a Mm -hmm. nice color and they're not over hyping it right right it's just a very like hey this is the house lami safari which is um pretty neat because not a lot of people get it and i think that's why i'm i'm more attracted to something like this because not a lot of not a there this isn't the uh, the North American exclusive uh, release, right? This mm-hmm. is not the wide release. This is the in-house for in-house. Uh, their release, and it's more, I don't know, it's its more interesting to me than like another wide-releasing cocktail series that yep. we've seen for probably going on a decade now of completely different agree. options of the cocktail series. So, yep. okay, so I'm not completely crazy. And no. like, I, I love the sailors. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're just beautiful. I'm just not interested in it where I'm completely interested in in this um, option. And I, and I felt kind of weird, like saying one, like I'm talking out of both sides of my, out of my mouth here. Maybe I am a little bit, but 
I don't know. I found like the juxtaposition of those two product releases, like very interesting to think about from like a stationary fan perspective. Um, so yeah, um, it made me th- also think when I was trying to sort out this Matt Green, are they telling me this is their store brand or is this what we're getting for the 2023 Safari release, okay. Mike? Because we haven't seen it yet. No. Um, I've seen unconfirmed pictures of pastel safaris, but they're not worth linking to because I don't, I didn't feel like the sources were that good. And like, if they're these pastels that I see out there in these teased images, which I think have already been like, I don't know, like discounted is not real, but I'm not sure I will be super sad <laughs> mm. because we they've done that a lot, right? That that would be the cocktail series of the Lamy Safari. If I will go and state it now, and I will go on record that if Lamy comes out with three pastel Lamy safaris, I will put them in the same category as the Sailor Cocktail Series. Okay. Yeah, try harder, Lamy. Like Are you thinking like, like Easter colors or whatever? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's always this time of year, right? This early spring in, yeah. the, in the Northern Hemisphere type of year. And it tends to be like the... Sometimes, you know, the, the brighter pastels, which they've done before. And, and Lamy is not above reissuing... Um, you know, similar colors that they've done in the past. Just like I gave them a, a real hard time uh, late in 2022, they did the blue with the red clip and the white with the black clip as a, it was kind of their follow-up to the success of the re-release of the terracotta and Savannah green. It's like, Oh, people really like those. It's like, yeah, we, we did love those. That was the first Lamy and no one gets to own, no one has ever owned those before, you know, that are modern Lamy lovers. So, okay, let's re-release these. We did in the 90s, and it's the same exact blue barrel mm. that they use currently and the same exact white barrel that they use currently. They just change the clips on them, and it's just like a big womp womp. It's like, come on, like, that's that's bad. So I will go on record. I will uh, I will take the loss for Lamy Safari if they come out with pastels this year, and it'll be the same, same feeling I have about the Cocktail Stiller series. They're perfectly fine. They're beautiful, but, man, do something different. Try harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the pilot juice, Mike. <laughs> what do you think about the pilot juice sweet milk? <laughs> I am just really having a tough time uh, with this. <laughs> the name. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, split it in half and we're good. Right. Pilot juice, <laughs> fine. Sweet milk, fine. Juice sweet milk, can't do juice, it. Juice sweet milk. Pilot is on it. one right now. They are on one right now. But if these I said, pens, though, look amazing to me. They are awesome. I will get these pens. Brad, there is I'm no just, doubt in my mind. I just mind. had a mind-blown moment. Sorry, mm-hmm. I keep interrupting you today, and I can only apologize, but these things That's keep fine. happening to me, and I have to share them with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Safari, right? I'm using Safari, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've used the translate button. And yep. it's translating some of the text in the images. Yep. It started to do that with whatever new OS we're on. What's I haven't it called? seen that before. Like I used Ventura. the, the, I used the uh, images. Uh, sorry, I used the translation for just like to get the text, right? But like mm-hmm. some of the color names are being mm-hmm. translated on the boxes in the imagery. How right. cool is that? Yep. So, like, I'm looking at one of the boxes. It says, I'm happy. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that little Wait, I can see on Sunday, I'm happy. It says. Yeah. One of them says, Saturdays, something out of Gary. The sun on Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, that's obvi- <laughs> that must be the name of the collection of colors, right? Because mm-hmm. they're clearly going for like vibes with these ones. Yeah. Uh, but juice sweet milk is not. Yeah. It's not for me, man. Although these look fun. 
Yeah, so where where Pilot loses me a little bit, and you know I sing the praises constantly of them, just like all these other brands we talk about, is that they have the I Love Me, I Love You series, right? <laughs> that that I, I bang on. And like, wh- how is this different? Like, to me, it's not, right? This should be all kind of together. This looks like either part of that series or that series looks like part of this release. Yeah. And there's just like this, like, they're, they're like very much like Venn diagramming like a hundred percent right here between like the two product lineups. And I'm wondering is like that, like, do these people, did these groups talk to each other about what they're releasing and things like that? Um, I also had to make my Bantha milk joke um, because that's what these pastel colors look like. They're really mm-hmm. hard to use. And that's the first thing I thought of was Luke drinking the milk at, you know, from uh, uncle Owen and what Ann Baru or whatever her name is like, you know, in, in Star Wars, that's like a defining thing in, in, in young Brad's life is seeing Luke Skywalker drinking that nasty blue milk. <laughs> and that's all I can think of with this sweet milk and these blue pastel inks. Um, and like, I'm going to have a hard time not seeing that, but also at the same, by the same token, like you, I think these are just fascinating looking. I think these look fantastic. I've had blue milk. Yes. Cause you are a big Disney star Wars, go to the parks and do all the Mm -hmm. things. And they have the blue milk and the green milk um, at the parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, how was it? How was it? I genuinely don't remember, which means it was probably (laughs) just fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was probably like i'm really doing this oh nice and you have the picture here in the I show put a picture. So yeah i'll put i'll put it in the show wonderful. notes it's me and adina inside of the cantina i've got my mm-hmm. lightsaber on the desk yep on the so table that is actually i think that might be david's lightsaber i made my lightsaber later on that day that was a big day so that is the color of these this pens remind mm-hmm. me of like instantly that's the color i saw out of these and so like they're just not going to be usable for like a lot of handwriting, but for like drawing artwork, um, you know, different things like that. They're going to be fun. I I'm totally getting them. Um, I also saw, and I, I didn't follow up to, to, to go get the link to this, which I need to add the Uniball one, which is a gel ink pen that I've, I've reviewed in the past. And it's Uniball's newish, highly saturated gel ink. They're also doing like a pastel series of inks. So pastels big hot right now. Mm, okay. So I'll be, you know, like I'll get them, I'll try them and, you know, maybe I'll have my mind changed. That's kind of one of the reasons why I like testing out some of these products like the juice sweet milk, right? Maybe my initial reaction is different from the actual, you know, performance of the pen when I get them in hand. So I, I love proving myself wrong on things like this. So uh, it's going to be fun. I will be looking forward to testing them out. All right. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's do that. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. They sell the products you're looking for from the brands that you love. Pen Chalet believe in fast and reliable customer service and the best prices around, which is why they run special discounts twice a month, closeout specials every two weeks, and they're always adding new stuff too. Every month, you'll be able to go to Pen Chalet and find all of the things that you're looking for. Whether you want a new fountain pen, a new rollerball, a mechanical pencil, maybe you're looking for some ink, or you want some accessories, you know, you want some pen holders, some cartridge converters, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you're going to a pen show and you want a nice case to put your pens in. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the pens themselves or everything else, the accoutrement that goes with them, Pen Chalet's got it, and they give the best quality pens and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on the low prices that they offer. They sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates, and if you're in the U.S., you'll get free shipping on orders of over $75. So don't delay. Go to Penn Chalet. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I well, was you starting can add to that giggle. 
that's a free one for you. <laughs> Don't delay. Go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet. So this list does not end. Like I was just barely getting to the bottom of the list as you were uh, wrapping up the ad because we don't look at this beforehand so so I can uh, kind of investigate what we have going on here. The very first thing, number one, there are a bunch of gift sets ready to roll this year. So if you are thinking about like upcoming events like graduation in a couple months or things like that, there are a bunch of pen and ink gift sets. There's a Monteverde Ritma gift set. Right now, there's a Diplomat gift set with the Elox rings. There's a Diplomat uh, uh, arrow set that are all just like extraordinarily priced, like way um, less than just the pen itself. And oh, yeah. you get things like a carrying case and a bottle of ink. Um, the Ritma, I'm trying to decide. It looks like it comes with like some different like parts you can interchange into the different pen barrels, which I haven't explored that set at all right now. And it's very, very reasonably priced. So... If you're looking for those type of purchases and want to plan ahead, there's a several that Ron has listed this week. Aside from that, the standard Diplomat Traveler is just one of those basic fountain pens. That's a really good entry-level tester pen for a lot of people. Um, it's like less than 40 bucks, and it's just kind of a, a good aluminum barrel, you know, not too wide, not too thin, a very classic fountain pen for someone wanting to try a fountain pen. That's a great choice. And then as I continued to scroll in here, there's something that caught my eye personally that I don't know if I could pull the trigger on, but I'm kind of fascinated, Mike, and it's a rollerball. And I say this all the time with the ballpoints and rollerballs, the Visconti Opera Demo Carousel rollerball pen is like crazy cool. It's this blue demonstrator or there's a blue one and there's a red one. And they're these demonstrators that I haven't seen them do the rollerball version. I mean, I'm, obviously they do, and they probably do it for a lot of pins. I've just never noticed them, and this one has caught my eye. So that's pretty neat. So there's a ton of other inks. There's a ton of other pins. This is a very, very lengthy list of awesomeness over at Penchalet. So go check these out. You, I am, I'm still kind of, <laughs> I'm still kind of taking it all in. There's so much listed on here. So yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you, Ron, for putting this together. Something I wanted to call attention to, like I went to the page and there's a really nice uh, new Winnie the Pooh Retro 51. I don't know if you've yeah, seen this. I, have. I think Winnie They've the Pooh been... just came out of copyright. So there's all kinds of stuff flying all over the place. Do you, are you mm-hmm. aware of this? I am. I am. That's why so there's a I've Winnie the Pooh horror this. movie coming. <laughs> oh, no. Have you heard you know, about I th- this? I saw that. I think I saw like just maybe like the headline or maybe like a meme image of like Winnie the Pooh, Pooh like in an evil type of sense. So no, but I didn't realize that was like a thing. Blood and Honey, which is just like <laughs> fantastic. I bet it's disgusting because I think that's kind of the point. Not like in a despicable way, but in like a right. really gory, like Over that's the what top. they're going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's like a, the keycap set recently that's made a big um, splash, which I think is called like 100 Acres. Yeah, so there's mm. a lot of Winnie the Pooh stuff lying around now. Not the yes. Disney version, though. The A.A. Right. Milne version. So Right. So space, I know yeah. Kimberly picked up some of the Winnie the Pooh stuff at the uh, California Pen Show. Retro 51 was there, and I know she came home with that. And, you know, they're doing doing a few things. They have like a, a pen and a pencil uh, set, um, which is really cool. One random thing, since we're going through like the the header images now, mm-hmm. the Lamy Zevo is a pen that I've reviewed in the past, and th- this is not something Ron asked me to asked us to cover at all. Nope. Which he he never asked us to cover anything, but the Lamy Zevo 
they came out with this basic ballpoint pen design last year, and I reviewed the first model, and I loved it. So now they have, it, honestly, I, I guess it's gone well enough for Lamy that they've come out with a second version. So now they have a blue and a like a burgundy one, and they're like they're eight bucks, right? Like it's just it's Lamy's entry level ballpoint yep. pen. If you're ever looking for like a cart filler or like a shipping filler, get the Zevo. You you won't dis- be disappointed. It it does have a triangular grip shape. It's not like a fully molded, but it is a triangular. Uh, grip shape, but I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to my initial yep. review. I, I found it to be just an excellent, excellent pen, and now they're coming out with some new colors, which I'm glad to see, which means it's gone well for them. So yeah, there you go. You can get 80 cents off of Zivo <laughs> <laughs> if you just buy that on its own. So, yeah. so maybe add some other things to your cart at Penchalet.com. <laughs> thanks to Penchalet for the support of the show. All right, so I was asked to do a quick planner check-in for 2023 so far and i have to say mike things are going swimmingly so i have two main products that i'm using the plotter narrow um the uh the very specific unique non-standard size notebook which i can't unsee now since you called me out so beautifully uh in a recent podcast it's one of my my honestly crowning achievements of this show was playing the long game on that one yeah, I'm usually prepared or ahead of you uh, a little bit. Like I know what's coming. You got me there. Like mm-hmm. then that rarely happens. Like it, <laughs> it rarely happens. You got me, and I deserved every bit of that because I'm loving it. I'm still loving it. Every week, I sit down and lay out my week in the weekly pages, which is kind of what I wanted um, out of a planner for this year. Is moving to a f- two-page-per-week layout from a one-page-per-day layout. So it's basically, I've gone back to a previous style that I've loved before in different planners. Um, the William Hanna, I've used it in. I've used it in the Traveler style. And it, I guess I'm just going to have to stick with this forever. Like, this is the, the layout I keep going back to, to where I have seven days on the left, hand side of the page, and then open on the right-hand side of the page. And it just really works for how I think about my weeks and how I want to see things because I don't need the singular page per day because I'm not, I don't really like use my planners in that way to where like if I had like a more traditional job and I was like, you know, in a traditional office job or like even my old IT job, it would be great. It's like, Hey, today let's just like hammer out all the things, keep notes as I'm actively going. And I, I really don't use a planner in that way for my current job. It's more of, hey, I need to see big picture layout of what the week looks like. And then I just kind of go to town on all these individual tasks like uh, on their own. So that's worked out well for me. Mm -hmm. The regular blank pages in there also work well. That's just kind of my note taking pages. They're generally more work planning like type of pages, right? It's I don't use those pages for journaling, right? They're for ideas or for follow-up, or for tasks, generally work-related, you know, for different projects I have going on, Yeah. right? And if I want to do some separate journaling, like, well, I have a regular A5 notebook for that. Um, that's separate from, you know, this. Yeah. Um, the new thing I added this year, that was a new layout for me in the plotter. Um, but I, I had used that style before, just not last year. A completely new product was the five-year planner. That, Such a um, beautiful I thing. Yeah. So I have an A6 Hobonichi five-year planner starts in 2023. I have, I am 
I was unsure going into this. And I spent, you know, months and months thinking about, should I do this for 2023 and beyond, right? Because it's a five-year commitment at least. And I was like, nah, I won't do it. Yeah, maybe I'll do it. No, I won't do it. I've been in it since January 1st, and I haven't missed a day yet. And I actively enjoy filling out that little block of time for each day because it is so short and you know, it's not time consuming at all. It takes you about one minute a day, maybe two minutes if you have to like think about what you're going to write, but you could write nothing there. He's like, Hey, cook dinner tonight. It was, it was pretty sweet, you know, like stuff like that. Here's what we had, you know, it's, there is for a broad, big commitment. Hey, five-year journal. It's almost no commitment on a daily basis. And that's the goal here, right? Take this teeny tiny little commitment every day, spend a minute doing it. And then five years from now, you'll have this, like this notebook full of like your, your past five years. And it's like, dang, that's kind of cool. So like I'm into it. And I'll admit that I wasn't sure I was going to be into it, but I'm very into it. And uh, so far so good. I am, I'm digging it. It doesn't hurt that this is And one of the reasons that pushed me over, and which I mentioned this before, is this is the last edition with the traditional 52 GSM Tomoe River paper. So that didn't hurt me purchasing this. But even if they didn't, I think I still would have gotten this or a Midori one with the great Midori paper or any kind of layout of a five-year journal. I think it's, it's been a good thing for me to just capture some little detail or two every day. And I usually do it the next day, right? Like the next morning, I'll mm-hmm. I'll write yesterday's event. I don't ha- say like at five o'clock, I'll write about the day because my day doesn't end then. So it might be something else going on that day. So I found it to be useful and uh, enjoyable and uh, I can't recommend it enough. So I, you know, if you're interested in that, more of that long form or long time frame product, you know, that's something pretty neat. Do you gratitude journal? Like what is going in there? I, I don't gratitude journal. Um, okay. Was it just like his little thing that happened today? Like it's just like yeah, a time capsule? It's more time capsule okay. Like there might be like random acts of gratitude in there, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like the gratitude journal to where today, you know, I'm thankful for this or today I appreciated that. Um, I don't have a space for that. What I will generally do if I have a broader thing like say like a gratitude that it's a little bit broader uh, topic to write on, I will get my standard journal out and just write, you know, maybe a half a page, a five page and just say, Hey, this is what happened today. I really appreciated this. This is, you know, something that, um, you know, that was meaningful to me and that will go in my a five notebook, which I keep separately. So I really kind of have three active products, but I don't count that a five, my everything notebook is what I call it. My everything journal. I don't count that in like these planner type of things. So that's just more of an unscheduled, um, events go in there whenever I feel like writing or doing something broader or sketch or draw or something like that. So yeah, I don't have like, I'm not taking these daily entries as a one specific thing that I talk about every day. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever I want to talk about. I would I would fail if I gave myself the one thing. Today you have to put in this. Um and you have to do that for the next 365 days. Like I would fail at that and I I've proven to fail at that before. Right. So it has to be more open, more open-ended ideas um to go in there. So yeah, yeah it could be 
It could be work related. It could be family related. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. whatever hobby related. It could be absolutely anything. It could be nothing. Like it, like if I if I get if I get stuck, I'll say the weather. Do you ever expect to go back and read stuff? Um, yeah. So that's the beauty of these. Is once you get into year two and three, you're kind of thinking about the past a little bit. Hey, this oh, is what this, I wrote that previous okay. year. So they're this, all tracked on the singular yeah, page has yeah. five years yeah. of that day's entry, right? Yeah, this is the interesting kind to me. This is how yeah. this product is structured. I just saw the images. Because I've seen yep. some where it's like a really thick notebook and it's like a diary mm-hmm. page. And yeah, every no page, you know, you just keep going on and on and on. Yeah, I like these kinds of these kinds of journals where it makes you think back and like reminisce mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think that they could be quite valuable. I, I've been, yeah, I've been looking at that as like, oh, this is an interesting like thing. Yeah, once I understood that was the layout because I didn't think that was how they these types of three year and five year journals worked. Right, I didn't know that it was the same day on the page for yeah. five years of entries. And once that kind of clicked in my head, I was like, mm, okay, I think I can, I can probably make this work. And and enjoy it while doing it. It's like okay, and I can see how, you know, years from now it'll be valuable um, to look back on those types of things and yeah. just kind of figure out like what the recurring themes are and the ideas are. So and it's a, again, it's just such a short entry. Like it's an a it's a half of an A six page, and then like six lines for like today's entry. Like mm-hmm. so, it's really really small um, amount to write in. And sometimes like if I don't have much like. I'll just I'll just say something nonsensical or yeah. do like an ink swatch or whatever. I was like, but I'm putting something in there every day, so it's been good. Good. What about you? Do you have asked to ask? <laughs> no. So no. like for me You've been you've been on lock for years, yeah. obviously. Yes. Here's the thing for me with, with journaling, right? So mm-hmm. obviously I'm daily without fail, themes just in journal. Like it I do it when mm-hmm. every day I'm working. That's kind of the way that I work. I have a task that goes off at five o'clock. It's time to journal. My, you know, I, I don't have an issue with this because I'm committed to the idea mm. rather than the product, right? So, like, right. I'm committed to the type of journaling around yearly themes that my, I'm committed to my theme, which means I'm committed to the act of reflecting on my theme on a daily basis, tracking how my life is going giving myself a little space to write how I'm feeling, write what's going on, but then also do like the daily questions thing, which are all laddering up to my theme and I mark those off to see if I'm continuing to move forward the things in my life that are important to me. I'm fixed on these ideas, you know, like these ideas came before the theme system journal, right? I was doing it in a Hobonichi for over a year. I developed this kind of, this way of journaling that made sense for me. So I'm just committed to that, Right. And mm-hmm. so it's very easy for me to do it every day because it's not about the products. It's about the idea. But then I have then went ahead and made the perfect product to match my idea of journaling and like a way of, like a system of journaling that I think makes sense for people. So it's easy for me to keep track of it. I look at something like this five-year journal and I'm like, oh, that seems really nice. But as we were talking, I was kind of like, how will I? How would I commit myself to doing that? And I don't have right. any as easy an answer as I do for the theme system, where like the commitment is the theme. That's the commitment, and then everything else from there is easy. But when it comes to the idea of like writing something down every day, like 
some piece of ephemera, something that's important to me. Like, I don't know what, how I would stay committed to that for the time. Because I can't yeah, think of initially a thing that was going to push me to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're duplicating your ideas, which are really singular. Like, what's the point of saying this again? You've already had, say, like in your theme system journal, like, you know, just your gratitude or your your thought for the day or your yeah. recap of the day is like, well, why do I need to do that again? And that the answer is, is you thing. don't. And that's where people get in trouble. I feel like I would be, I would be just, just repeating myself. Like, so I, mm-hmm. I don't think that that for me is as useful. Like, I, but I want to think on it. I do want to think on it. Right. So. Right. Because it seems really cool to have something like that. Because I don't keep my journals, right? Like, not mm-hmm. that they they don't have a good way of like doing the prompting, like the f- like the five and three year stuff do, where you're going back every day. But mm-hmm. I'm just not the kind of person that would ever go through an old journal. Like, I fill it up and then it goes in recycling. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of dumb with it. So, like my notebooks and like journal types, I do keep. My planners, I don't keep. Like anything that I've okay. had, like schedule stuff in. Like what I will do is sometime the following year, I will, if I have time on a weekend or like an hour or two to sit with it and I'll flip through it to see if there was anything interesting worth keeping and cut it out. Um, and then just like attach it into like a notebook that I know I'm going to keep and then chuck the rest of it. Like I don't, I don't need to keep those. So no, like the plotter, the plotter pages, like I, yeah, the plotter pages are removable, right? Like I'm not. Like if I find one or two things I need to keep in there for just reference purposes, like I'll save that, tape it into a notebook, and they, I just throw them away. Like I don't have the plotter like archive thing to like keep all of my past pages. I'm not interested in that. Does it's not beneficial to me. No. So. Yeah. So I would say our twenty two twenty three planners are going well. Yeah. Very very well. I'm happy that you found this like these two things that are working for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I literally like carry them together, even though like my five year, mm-hmm. I'm only using once a day. They kind of like live in the same space. Like I, I they're both physically in my hand right now as I'm talking about mm-hmm. them. So they just kind of go together. It's like I want the five year around, even though I know like I'm only going to write in it once today. Um, It's kind of li- it, it's has the same space in my life as like the plotter, which I will use several times today. Right. So, weird. Weird that way. All right, this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience and sell your products, your services, even the content that you create. Squarespace has you covered. You can get started with one of their beautiful templates and customize it very easily to fit your needs. It's just as easy as browsing their categories and finding the website or the, that works for you for what you're trying to put out there or that matches your business. And then you will get the perfect starting place to go in and customize things to really make it feel like it's your own. You can also do the same with their email campaigns. So if you end up building a website and people are coming and reading your articles, maybe you want to send them to the, you know, maybe get sent out via email as well so people can read them in a different way. You can directly build that relationship with your customers or your visitors. You can encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and then start them on that journey. You start with an email template, just like the website. Customize it by applying your logo, the colors of your brand, the fonts you want to use, and you can put the content in and send it out. And every single time, you get built-in analytics to impact, to measure the impact of every send. And analytics, insights are a big part of the full Squarespace 
platform, if you want to know where your site visitors are coming from, where your sales are coming from, which channels are most effective for you, you can analyze all of this in Squarespace as well. So you can make informed decisions and smart choices about where your business is going. I've used Squarespace for nearly 15 years, and it's easy for me. If I want to put something online, it's just where I go. I, at this point, it's what websites are to me. If I want to make a website, I go to Squarespace because they just make it easy. And over the years, the system just gets better and better and better and more features and better all the time. So go to squarespace.com slash penaddict, and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT. You'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and RelayFM. All right. You want to hit some ass TPA? I think we got some good ones this week. Do you want to do a shout out of the week? Oh, yeah. Let's do a shout out. Let's do a shout out. Oh, maybe I forgot... That uh, and wanted to jump right into the Ask TPA because I know this person so well and they've become a really good friend over the years. And that's David over at Fig Boot on Pins, mm-hmm. the OG pin YouTuber Mike. I don't know if we've ever given him a proper shout out. I'm pretty sure I gave him a shout out back in the day. But I was looking, uh, I, I always check out David's videos. He does just such an exceptional job. I think he is the he's the bar that has been set on YouTube for pen reviews. And uh, you have to you have to uh, come at him if you're gonna uh, <laughs> if you're gonna step up your YouTube video yep. review games. I think he's fantastic at at what he does. He's very um, uh, he, he puts out a lot of content. Like I don't know how he does it so well, does so much so well, and I just appreciate it, uh, David, as a friend. And I was checking out the Fig Boot on Pins channel. He is not that far from fifty thousand subscribers yeah. on on the YouTube. So if y'all aren't following Fig Boot on Pins, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and um, yeah, let's get let's get across that fifty thousand threshold here uh this first half of this year i think that would be awesome to see so he just did a rebranding he's got a new logo up there on the site so um yeah everything's coming up fig boot right now so uh let's 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 go give him some love if you're not uh familiar with the channel on youtube go check it out it'll be in the show notes yep all right so we have some us tpa questions first one coming in from stefan who says i've just started a master's degree in statistics and obviously, I'm only doing it as an excuse to use nice stationery. <laughs> obviously. Altogether, lectures, tutorials, and assignments use quite a bit of paper. So my question is, is there paper that can handle reasonable fountain pen use, but gets you lots of sheets per dollar? I'm not concerned with super fancy inks here. I'm typically using a Kukuno with a fine or medium nib and a Roshizuku ink. Yeah, so this is a great question that comes up a lot. I'm a student. I like fountain pens. Basic paper doesn't really work so well with my fountain pens. Fancy fountain pen paper can be expensive. Where is my middle ground for this? You know, where can I get some great fountain pen paper? That will work with my pen. Like the Kakuno with a Roshizuku ink. What an awesome. That's a perfect combination. Like stick with that. Like that's a great combination. For the paper, the two items that come up immediately. And now you do have to make some sacrifices when with this. But you can still get a good good price per sheet type of thing. So the one sacrifice you will make with the Moramon Spiral Note basic notebook is in the name. It's spiral bound. If you're good mm-hmm. with that as a student, you're going to love this paper. 
So you can get it in A5 or B6 size. And if you shop around, I would have to find you a link. There are actually some A4 versions of this exact notebook that I think it's, so like the A5 version is less than $6 for 80 sheets. And the paper is awesome. It's as good as any fountain pen paper you use. Any more amount of paper is good. So that's my number one choice for like a student notebook where you want to use fountain pens, but you'll have to be okay with the spiral bound. The second choice is the Kukuyo Campus notebook. Again, great paper. The issue with that one, the sacrifice you have to make is the capacity of each individual notebook is small, right? So you can buy a lot of sheets for a decent price, but they usually come in like a five pack of notebooks, right? So each notebook might only be like 48 sheets or something like that. And, you know, it depends. Like if you have a lot of subjects and want to separate subjects, like that's a really good way to do it. Um, I, I highly recommend both of those papers. The third choice, which is an even more random thing and is something that Stephen would have to think about a little bit more how to use them is to buy the Kokuyo Business Loose Sheets printer paper, right? So you can buy Kokuyo printer paper, like in like the 500 sheet reams, like if you were buying them for like your home printer, that's actually fountain pen friendly, but they only come in blank and they only come in loose sheets. So if you need to find like a binding system to use or things like that, you could you could kind of go all out and kind of create your own there. That's going to be your best cost per sheet, but you're going to have no built-in binding um, with that type of setup. But you're going to get, that's going to be your best bang for the buck for quality. But again, it's loose sheets and you'll have to figure out how to use them uh, best with your with your study. So um, yeah, I think this is a great question. I, I love I love answering this. And I think um, if it's me, I'm going with the Moramon Spiral Note because you can get uh, different um, layouts in there. It's, I think they have grid and, and blank or lined. I think they have a few different options as far as layouts where the Kukuyo Campus is, is just their own proprietary kind of like dotted line type of setup. It's basically lined for all intents and purposes. And then... Um, the Kukuyo business sheets are just blank, blank printer mm-hmm. paper. So there you go. Uh, Jason says, no red ink. I get it. Referencing back mm-hmm. to when we said we didn't mm-hmm. like red ink. Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. wondering, do you own any red pens? If so, what ink do you use in red pens? Blue, black, and bright blue. I am on record as red pens, red pen barrels, especially fountain pens, are underrepresented. It's one of my favorite unique pen barrel colors right like we've talked about um the enigma uh narwhal collaboration not long ago one of my favorite uh canalea pens is the the kona cherry which is red and you just don't see a ton of red barrel pens i mean you can get some classic pelicans and things like that for sure and a lot a lot of product lines do have a red pen in there but it's not a primary option Whenever I ink up a red pen, it's either blue-black ink or like a bright blue, like a Con Pecky or like a Robert Oster Blue Lagoon or anything bright like that. Now, there is one red ink that I will use. I just wanted to go on record as that. Jason is right. That guy, I'm not a red ink fan, but I don't use the red. I, I, you know, I take that back. I have used this ink in my Kona Cherry before, but I didn't. I generally don't like red and red matchy matchy. I will use yep. this red ink in a black pen or something like that. Uh, Robert Oster, um, red candy is kind of my favorite, mostly standard looking red ink. Right, it's a very bright 
red, but it looks like your basic red inks. But it's got it's got a good depth of color, good set color saturation. It's it's a nice shade. Um, you know, it doesn't lean too bright or too light colored, and it doesn't get into like the brick red range, which is too dark for me. The problem. I have with red is I like pink a lot <laughs> and yes. that's just the choice. Like I love pink inks. I love any shade of pink. I love like when they get darker, like the magentas and the fuchsias mm -hmm. and the purple on into purple. Like that's, it's nothing against red ink. It's that pink solves that for me. Right. So that's kind of my jam. So, but if I do use a red ink, it's a uh, Robert Oster red candy. Yeah, I don't, don't have any red inks, and I don't think I have any red yeah. pens. Yeah, red pens get blue inks. That's pretty consistent. I don't even know what else. I don't. As many times as I've inked up that Kona cherry, I think I've used red in it once, mm -hmm. and then it's usually a darker blue, and then sometimes a lighter blue. So yeah, like I, it's almost always blues in red pens yeah. for whatever reason that works for me. And Yvonne asks. I'm looking for a blank lettering workbooks on notebooks that have fountain pen friendly paper. I'm learning Russian and need to practice my Russian alphabet, but I exclusively use fountain pens. I'm hoping you can help me out. So I think I probably have a follow-up question. Um, in blank lettering workbooks, do you need any type of guides, like line guides? Like, do you like legitimately want blank paper? Or do you need different line spacings for line heights? Because I would actually rewind up to the Kukuyo campus, the way that they space their lines. You could use one, two, or three lines, depending on if you're writing lowercase, capitalizing, you know, script, cursive, joined writing, print, anything, and to have like different letter heights. But if you're looking for just straight up blank lettering, uh, lettering workbooks or notebooks, Gosh, I would think I would still, mm, God, this might be actually be the same answers as before. I think, can you get this Mormon spiral in blank? Because if you can get, let's see, it's ruled, graph, uh, it doesn't come in blank. Shoot. Um, God, that's a surprisingly hard question. Blank. Blank. Because the reason why I'm thinking, like, like you can get blank all day long in your standard A5 bound journals. I don't think that's a great solution for handwriting practice because the spine's going to get in the way. I'm generally going to want something to fold or flip over, right? Being a spiral bound. But then like, okay, what's the best spiral mound? Well, it's Moramon. Well, do they come in blank? Mm, do the standard nemesines come in blank? We're doing doing live uh, doing some live product research. Live right now. research right here. Uh, unruled. What is unruled? Does that mean blank? Is that code for blank? Unruled. Probably. Yeah, that's it. It's called unruled. So the Mormon, the nemocene, which is actually the more expensive version. Um, compared to the one I was talking about earlier, the spir the other spiral bound, which is more the student notebook. The Mormon Nemocene Unruled is their blank version. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Plus, it comes in A4 size. If you're practicing handwriting, you want the most space you can. A4 blank spiral bound. That would be my answer, and that means Mormon Nemocene. So I think, I think that's how I would go. But uh, Yvonne, I would be... 
willing to discuss this more and see if we can like nail it down even further. But blank if, is weird to me if you're doing handwriting. Right. That's why I'm confused a little bit about the question. Because you generally want some type of guidelines. Maybe if you like maybe you want something under the page, like maybe Yvonne has like something to place under the page, you know, like a mm. um, like a writing board or or some type of guide sheet underneath, which is fine. So maybe blank is is the need here. But yeah, generally speaking, um, I would want some some kind of guidelines on the page or below the page if I'm practicing handwriting. But yeah, that's why I was uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's some some follow-up needed here. So Yvonne, if you have any questions, definitely reach out um, with some follow-up on that and I'd be yep. glad to help out. All right. If you would like to send in questions of your own, you can go to upgrade, no, not upgrade, not upgrade. <laughs> this is Pen Addict. I'm still mm-hmm. getting used to the URLs. You know, you can go mm-hmm. to upgradefeedback.com, but you won't get your answer. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a new host in there in the seat. From yeah. me, like for I'm the first time the ever, shop. you're all screwed up. Yep. Penaddictfeedback.com is where you want to go, and you can send in your feedback for Penaddict. You can send in feedback for Upgrade there if you want, but that won't be any good either. <laughs> I'll you give it also, a shot. <laughs> you can give it a shot. Yes, give it a go, you know, just see what happens. Uh, we'll, we could also send in uh, via email to hello at penaddict.com, and then go to penaddict.com where you can find many wonderful product reviews written by Brad and the crew. You can go to mm-hmm. spokedesign.com. You've got some interesting stuff going on over there at Spoke Design. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Lots people of fun should, stuff. People some... should head there right now. Some interesting, interesting mm-hmm. goods. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a full breakdown next week. But we've, uh, we've implemented kind of a, uh, a studio shop for our little laboratory playground uh, area for products. So, yeah, something we're testing out. Twitch.tv slash penaddict. Penaddict on Instagram. What is your mastodon? Uh, penaddict at mastodon.social so uh, you can mastodon.social yeah I, I'm enjoying the, the mastodon experience I'm me enjoying too, the micro micro.blog experience you can find me at Brad over there so like literally just go to penaddict.com you find and I have a link to all the stuff there so yeah good times I'm at imike on mike.social and I'm also uh, we have decided on lead product designer at Cortex Brand uh, Go to okay. cortexbrand.com and you can uh, take a look at the Sidekick Notepad. Just put nice. out a YouTube video, kind of like a product video mm-hmm. um, of the Sidekick Notepad. Uh, I got to check it out. I saw that hit my feeds yesterday, so I have not watched it yet. I will do that. We will discuss right. that next week along with my spoke stuff. So there right. you go. Book it. Booked. Uh, thanks so much to Penn, Chalet, <laughs> and Squarespace for their support of this week's episode. But most of all, as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>